No, you said on three. You not said on no three, sense, Jordan. Okay, 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 okay. Let's let's do it again. Welcome to the Four Point Play, presented by Empty Cubicle. I'm Jordan. We talk about the NBA, and today we're going to talk about uh, some trade stuff and some things that happened during the week. And I am joined, as always, by three of my dearest friends. Uh, first off, he is a janitor cleaning up a, a, you know, like a Chuck E. Cheese full of killer animatronics. It's Chad. Those darn kids. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly how Nick Cage is in the movie. Uh, next, he's no, not next to the movie. Next, he's on a giant airplane hunting a puma or something. I think I I didn't see the movie. It's Nate. What what baby? And lastly, you know him and you love him. He was uh, left behind. It's Steven. Rather be on the plane with the Puma. Was that the worst left behind movie? Probably. The Nick Cage one? Probably. It has to be, yeah. Are any of them good? That one's one's probably the worst one. Anyways, we talk about the NBA. We also love Nicolas Cage. Uh, And uh, now we're going to do some NBA stuff. Now that we've talked about Nick Cage for one minute. Don't worry, Nate. We will do <laughs> we better. more later. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't I can't wait. Uh so first things first. Let's talk about uh next week. We're gonna do a listener episode again. We really enjoyed doing that last time, and we are excited to take all of your uh hot takes and questions and uh nonsense and uh put it into podcast form and spit it back out to the world so you can listen to it. Um, so that means we need you to send us those things. So if you can, uh, comment them on our Spotify episodes, or you can send them to us on social medias. If you have us on there, uh, various us's can be to any one of us. And, uh, in real life, you can talk to us and tell them to us, or you can send it to our email it is emptycubiclegames at gmail.com. Or if you go to our website, emptycubiclegames.com, you can use the contact us form, and that also goes to our email address. So it's a bunch of ways you can get those things to us. Um, I heard that my my Nate, somebody sent you a smoke signal, I heard. I, I have gotten a couple of smoke signals already, so keep coming in. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. All right. Do that. We're excited to do the listener episodes. We need stuff from y'all. Is he just uh, out in his front yard, like seeing smoke across the way, watching for smoke, refusing to call nine one one. Yeah, I just tore a, a hole in my ceiling so I could I could just gaze at the sky the whole time. <laughs> that must be a hot take coming in over the air in the horizon. That smoke is darker than normal. It's super hot. <laughs> super hot smoke take. All right, from the tip, first thing we're going to do, we're talking about just some different things that have happened around the league. Um, we, like, the, you know, we've uh, like the Thunder segments, losing but... to Detroit? Oh, gosh. All oh, right, we talked about it. Nate, we, move we on. did it. Yeah. Yes. Number, number yes, one beloved, Thunder in the, in the West. Our beloved Thunder. Lost to lost the worst team the Pistons. in the NBA. They did. Good I job, indeed. Not even, it not wasn't, even close. Yeah, it wasn't a close and, game. Good job, and they were good job, Chet. Rookie the of the year, Chet. That dummy. <laughs> look, look, we're ahead of schedule. I have to keep reminding myself of that. And uh, your your two teams are right on schedule, so uh, mm-hmm. I could make fun of them if I wanted to, but I'm not going to because they're you know they're doing what we expected them to do. Because you're you're a better um, man than I am. <laughs> I'm going to put on my big boy pants and not retaliate. Uh, <laughs> first thing we're going to talk about, the All-Star lineups. All-Star lineups came out. They have been released out into the world. Um, just initial reactions, I guess, to that. Uh, Nate, what's your initial reaction? I guess we can read them. Hold on. Let me pull them up so I can read them to you guys. Yes, tell me who they are. I will. 
This is just the, the starters. Just the starters. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, the reserves are uh, announced. Right? The thir- there's, yep, that's that's what it is. That's the words. So we've got the Eastern Conference starters. Uh, Captain Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, joining him is Joel Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard, and Jason Tatum. Um, in the West, LeBron is the captain. Uh, he's got Luka, KD, SGA, and Jokic on his team. Uh, I mean, I mean, my first, my first reaction is that the West has better nicknames in general. Is that true? I don't know. It's not. Maybe not. Two of them are just acronyms. That's true. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, what what do you guys think, Nate? Do you like these picks? You are you hate the All Star Game, so I, just, I do. You know, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. But for for the most part, these are probably the right picks. Um, I disagree with LeBron James being a starter, uh, since he's he's taken up one of the slots that Anthony Davis should have taken. Um, yeah, who is playing better than LeBron? But LeBron has has the uh the history he's the king so he's gotta be a starter and a captain for whatever reason uh and that and then it's on his, the eastern side 20th uh probably probably dame shouldn't have been a starter uh brunson probably should yeah. have been in that spot now we're talking <laughs> but do you think but the rest of mitchell deserves consideration in the east uh not oh i don't think well i mean as an all-star yes but Probably not as a starter. Tyrese is killing it, and I mean, so is Brunson. The Knicks oh, no, are I, the Knicks are looking real good lately. That's I think true. That Brunson and Mitchell are could both have gone in there instead of, <clears throat> instead of Dame. But Halliburton? Oh yeah. I oh, have not over. There. I see what you mean. I see. I see. You you think both of them could start over Dame? Yeah. But Personally, not over Halliburton. Brent, I probably would have picked Dame third out of those three. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, think the the Bucks are good enough to have two All Star starters. Gotcha. I, um, I do think it's interesting that Lillard. This is his first ever starter in yeah, the All Star game, and he has had better seasons. For this, sure. This goes. This goes to show that when you go to a team that is, you know, top two in the in the league, top four in the league, maybe, um, who's leading their conference, and it's kind of a big deal. He's with another star. That star power does help, especially with the voting, to get someone um, into a starter role. Right when he was at the Blazers, a little small market, they were never that great. Um, even though he had better seasons, he still was never a starter. Yeah, it's those Greek voters, right? Mm. Yeah, those Greek bots. <laughs> Classic Greek bot voters, stereotypical if, Greek if that bots. Was the case, if that's the case, then Theonis would have made it on too. <laughs> the Nassus. <Nassus. laughs> I watched a highlight reel of Thanasis just like missing dunks yeah. <laughs> and like passing the ball to nobody, and oh, it was so mm. funny. Um, that's great. What do we? So Nate, you're a big Kawhi guy. Does Kawhi Leonard? Uh, do you think he should have gotten a starter spot over uh, LeBron or Durant? Um, over LeBron, yes, but I think Anthony Davis would should be a starter ahead of Kawhi, so he would have taken that that spot. I think gotcha. I think Kawhi and KD are are equals, so they it could have gone either way uh, between them, KD and, and Kawhi, but um. Yeah, he definitely could have been a starter uh, if if AD wasn't having the year that he's having. Yeah. Um, are are we all in agreement that Dur- that uh, sorry the the LeBron over Davis seems to be kind of the biggest misstep in the starting lineups here? Do, what do you think of that, Stephen? Well, I mean, the problem is that there's the, the fan vote, right? Yeah. So. Yep. If you're going to have them, they're going to end up with LeBron over whoever when maybe somebody else has better stats. And I don't think that, I think that's unavoidable. 
Right. Yeah. Unless you just take it out. So there's that. Yes. Take it out. Eliminate the fan vote. Please. Or maybe just, just lessen, lessen the fan vote. Yeah, I think that... Um, the other thing, so do they do a player vote still? Because the player vote was a joke. Um, they, I know they did it one year at least, and that was no, I don't, kind of, I don't uh, think ridiculous. they they do anymore. That makes sense because I remember when they did that, there were guys voting for like just absolutely insane players. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, just their, um, their teammate. They wanted to just get the whole team on there. Yeah, yeah, it was. Can we talk about how LeBron is in his 20th All-Star game? Okay, Chad. 20th. Chad, talk about LeBron being in his 20th All-Star game. Yeah, I mean, I think when it comes down to the starters, I mean, all these players have stats that can make them a starter. It's like, is it, it's it's all borderline. Is one player playing a little bit better? I think Kawhi with the Clippers, the Clippers are the hottest team right now. He probably could have been a starter. Um, But there's no, no denying that the NBA is still a... Um, it's a business and it's a business based on eyeballs watching. And so big stories matter. And so LeBron, I don't think this is, this is not like a, a pity vote for LeBron. He's still playing amazing, certainly at this level. Um, uh, but it's not to the point where, you know, old man LeBron out there is not doing so good, but we still put him as a starter because we, we have to squeeze him in there somewhere. Um, so at least he is performing, but I think there are a ton of players that kind of fit into that could easily be starters on, on both sides. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, I mean, I think we covered the obvious snubs, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, LeBron's still playing at such a high level. So, I mean, it's, it's merited, but over Davis seems, uh, I don't know. Seems bad. Yeah. But so it makes sense. So apparently, like only four other people in major sports have been to twenty All Star games in their respective sports. Wow! So it's this. I mean, it's he shouldn't have been a starter. We, I, I think we all agree on that. But it's still a fairly big accomplishment to to have been For in sure. twenty All Star games. Does that mean he's never actually not made an All Star game? 20 straight right so yeah i think so um is this What's his it? 20th season it's 21st so it would be his rookie year so he, missed, he, right? he missed his rookie year yeah 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 he sucked his rookie year stupid stupid lebron hey. <laughs> uh yeah i mean I, I don't know i think that these are pretty reasonable selections i think in in years past there have been some where there's a, like a lot of noise about snubbing or whatever. Um, I don't, I don't know if you can really make too big a case for anybody besides who we talked about Brunson and Mitchell versus Dame and then Davis versus LeBron. Yeah. I, I think that's probably the only ones. I don't think, I don't think Curry could has a case over Luca. No, even though no. Luca should not be a guard, but <laughs> it, I I am very happy with the SGA and Halliburton, these kind of small market guys that yeah. are not household names at all yet, and just kind of the up and comers. The fact that they're already starters, I think that's very impressive because it easily could have been like a Curry in there, right? Kind of like right. the LeBron thing. Put let's or, just put Curry in there yet, or know? Murray just to get um, him in, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do think that these small market guys already getting in when it's so early in their careers when they're just on the on the um, path upwards, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is it is nice to see that it's like reflected. Um, I think it's a good sign for small market teams that their stars are getting like national name recognition. Um, I think that you know that's important for uh, for them to kind of get a feel like they could actually uh, pull in names, you know, I don't, I don't know that that seems important to me. Um, let's do this about this, uh, about these starters, which, which, uh, which lineup do you think is better? Uh, Steven, which lineup do you think is better? Oh man, I have to go with the West. I think it feels like the East maybe has more natural fits for like positions. Uh, mm. But You've got three 
got three like MVP front runners on one team with uh, SGA and Jokic and Luka maybe. Like, there's just a lot of firepower there. Obviously, there's a lot of firepower everywhere, but uh, you also have sneaky SGA playing defense. Yeah. That is true. And uh, so Halliburton with the assist numbers is is crazy. And that makes me think twice about it. But I was going to say, I think you have more uh, more gifted, like, one-on-one scorers in the West. Um, maybe? I-, I don't know. They're all pretty skilled scorers. But, um, like, Luca obviously, and Kevin Durant, have kind of made their name as scorers. Um, Tatum's kind of the same way, but uh, I feel like the isolation scoring of some of these guys is is a little better. Uh, what about you? What do you think, Nate? I guess there's the the Embiid Jokic matchup too. Well, yeah, I is was Embiid gonna, I was gonna say it's it's real tough to <laughs> to say which one's better when Embiid keeps ducking Jokic. Yeah, it's true. It's possible to tell, um, but. I think, I think the Western Conference has a a more natural team feel to it. Um, in the Eastern, you know, the East All Stars, I feel like Tatum is kind of the odd man out. He do, he doesn't feel like he fits with the play style of everybody else, or or he would really have to drastically change the way he plays to to play with the other four guys. Um, that's just a that's just a feeling that I've got. Like Giannis, Giannis works as a de- defensive anchor. Uh, he can work be- beside Joel Dame as you know the the sniper that he is, and then Tyrese dishing the ball around. And Tatum's out there. He's running a bunch of ISOs. Uh, so yeah, he just he doesn't feel like he fits as part of a team that these guys would be on. But the Western feels like these guys all have their role. They all know what they're doing. Um, and and they can kind of gel better than, than the Eastern Conference, I think. I think that makes sense. I So that's, that's one of the things that I'm pretty critical of Tatum in general is the I don't know how well he fits in a team. Like he's insane to watch like ISO. Like he's he's very good ISO. But I don't know that I've ever really thought that he looks good, like playing off of other players. I don't know. Um, how about you, Chad? What do you think? Which lineup? I mean, it's tough. I think when you um, are just looking at the players, I think the Western Conference is more stacked. Like I think there's less room to to add someone else in there or to swap someone else out, right? Where mm. you have Halliburton, Dame, Tatum. Those are all kind of like who you add in Brunson. Who can we put in? You know. Mitchell, can we squeeze someone else in there? So I think the West feels way stronger. Um, the West does have a lot of four generals, LeBron, mm-hmm. Luka, and uh, Jokic. I mean, so we're, it's kind of like they're all going to be fighting for assists the whole time. So it's, it's entirely possible, I think, that the, the Giannis and Embiid um, with Halliburton could just dominate a game. I think the, the scoring potential is definitely on the Western side, though. I think they could put up some numbers that would be wild. Yeah. Yeah. So if they're just going man, five on five man, is Durant or LeBron picking up Giannis? Oh, man. I, so I guess, well, it's got to be, I guess it's got to be Durant. Gotta put... Durant's the better, Durant, no, Durant's the better defensive player. Um, he's longer. He's got the length. He's, got, he's longer. He's more wily. Um, better rim protector. Yeah. LeBron's got to be out on the wing. So then LeBron's taking Tatum. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because Kevin Durant, like, you know, we watched him for, I don't know. I mean, we've watched him his whole career, but we like really closely watched him for like 10 years. Right. Uh, As a Thunder fan. And there were years where it was like Kevin Durant could be defensive player of the year if he just engaged. Like (laughs) if he locked in, he could be so good. Um, But well, that's, yeah, that, that's, that's not happening in an all-star game. So. Not in the all-star it's, game. It's, yeah, all exactly. gonna be offense. it's all going to be offense anyway. So at that point, it's probably the Western Conference is going to be putting up numbers. Do you think that's true? Uh, 
switching back to the east-west format is going to do anything? I don't know that it does anything. Um, I think the competitiveness came... I think there was a little bit of competitiveness like uptick when the when they were picking their teams. And I feel like that creates a little bit of like a camaraderie and also like a little bit of like you didn't pick me so I'm gunning for you, you know? And also um, super teams in the future. Yes. <laughs> uh I'm not sure the east west thing it doesn't matter like it used to, especially because it's like these are the guys you're you're playing against to like get out of your conference. Like, I don't know. It's a it's a weird it's just a weird thing that we do. I don't know how much uh, it really matters. And I don't really know how you can create um, incentive to play hard in it. Um, I think that they so they did the charity thing. I don't know if they still do that, like the winning team is getting a bunch of money for charity, right? I don't I don't remember if they're doing that this year, but they did that the last couple of years and I think that kind of helped generate some competitiveness, but um oh, it was per quarter, right? Whoever won each quarter yeah. got money for their charity. So, I I don't know. I don't know how you like fix it so that they'll play hard. I don't think you can because it's not for their team, it's not for a title, you know. And but, who wants to get hurt? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I do think that going back to the East-West, it makes it seem like a little bit more formal and like official versus yeah. the when, it, when they were picking, it was kind of like, okay, who are the captains? And now it's just kind of like this back, backyard basketball. It was fun. It was kind of a spectacle. The picking was a spectacle. Obviously, there were a lot of great clips out of that. Um, but I do like the idea. Going back to East and West, it's more just like, it's official. You're the we think you're the five best starters, five best starters, obviously with fan vote as well. Um, and so I think it's kind of it's kind of nice. Jordan, they do I wish... have the quarter thing still for the charities. Are they still doing that? They yeah, but the they quarter. switched they switched away from the fourth quarter um, the thing where they like set the They're like target score. Yeah, target oh, score rule, right? That yeah. was the best. I know. I really like the target so score. That was so cool. I thought that was a really cool thing that they were doing, but hey, isn't they, they got rid of it. The is it baseball that has the All Star Game matters because the winner gets home field advantage. Oh, the winning uh-huh. the winning uh, the winning conference or National League versus American League. Yeah, um, yeah. in the in the World Series. Yeah, it, it makes it makes sense for baseball because they're two totally separate leagues. Right, that came together, and so it's kind of like, hey, our stars versus your stars to compete for home field advantage. I think that's really cool. Yeah, put it in the NBA. Let's do it. Call up Adam Silver. Hey, Adam, we got an idea. Can't believe you haven't thought of this already, man. Yeah, it's home court advantage. Nobody else has implemented this. Just, just do it. It's beyond, it's your thing. It's your idea. Forefront. You pay us one million dollars right now. You can say you thought of it yourself. <laughs> we won't release this pod. We won't tell anybody. Uh, <laughs> let's, we would let's tell move. everybody. Let's, <laughs> that was our idea. Uh, let's move on from the All-Star stories. I'm sure we'll talk more about um, All-Star stuff like once the other the other people come out and everything. But other um, The others. Let's talk about the lakers warriors game the other night uh a classic lakers warriors battle and um a return to form for draymond who karate chops (laughs) anthony davis in the face least least improved player draymond (laughs) and he what did he do to LeBron? He punched LeBron in the face too he grabbed his face or something yeah he he grabbed his face like palmed it Palmed his face like a basketball. Uh, I mean, what? How, how do you react to that? So I guess, first off, like, it is interesting, almost like in, uh, you got to wonder if it's like, are we coming to an end of an era? Like the LeBron versus Warriors era? Um, like, that was a really great game that kind of threw it back to those, those uh, like Cavs-Warriors battles. But 
Um, do we think that that's going away? Are we coming to the end of that being a uh, rivalry, I guess? Yeah. I mean, I mean, certainly, especially in the playoffs. It's, it's awesome that we got this great game, this double overtime game that the te- both teams cared about in the regular season. But um, how many more years might we see LeBron versus the Warriors in the playoffs in a game mm-hmm. seven? I mean, I think the Warriors are get, getting towards the end of it for them. Yeah. Um, what about, so Draymond didn't get any technicals for that game. Nope. Mm-hmm. Do they seem, they seem more accidental than they did seem pretty accidental. The, the Anthony Davis one, I think definitely was an accident, but at the same time, don't they talk about like, it doesn't matter if it's an accident, if you but hit you someone can... in the face, right? <laughs> Here's the thing. It's not a basketball play when you are swinging your whole arm swinging like a clothesline at someone yeah. who is taller than you. No matter what, even if you hit the ball, that was going to hit hit AD in the face no matter what. There's, there's no stopping that. So um, I think I'm convinced 99% of players in the league would have fallen down if they got hit in the face like that. Just in the current NBA, right? To make sure you sell the call. It was the end of the game. If it had been a flagrant, the Lakers would have won the game. It wouldn't have gone to overtime. Um, the, if AD had fallen down on the ground, and then that got replayed over and over again, AD on the ground holding his face, I think Draymond's done the rest of the season. I mean, he's only he's only been back four games, and he's already out of control. I mean, they yeah. can they can still retroactively assess a technical. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. It they seems did like the window has passed. Find D'Lo for kicking the ball. Nice, they did so, fifteen thousand. <laughs> oh, they were they taking care of some already. things. Mm-hmm. I, I would like so when we think about Draymond, the the thing we complained about, you know, when he was punching people and really out of control, was that the the team and the fans allowed him to get to that point. Right, Warriors fans mm-hmm. love how how aggressive he is, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, he's he did punch Nurkic in the face. Oh, maybe this is bad. What's going on with him? Is he okay? Um, but it's like, it's your fault for encouraging that this entire time. And the same thing happened with this game. In this game, he's hitting people in the face. He's setting illegal screens on uh, Curry's, what they thought was the game winner. The NBA came back and said that that was a legal screen by Draymond. He's out of control. And what do all Warriors fans say? They're just raving on him. He had the best plus minus of his career. This is the Draymond they love. <laughs> they need him. They love his physicality out there. And this is after he hit, hit AD in the face. It's like, those the difference between that and a Nurkic is such such a close step. Warriors fans are like, I can't believe he got that far. He ended up being so violent in his career. I don't know what's happening. When they really, they, they just encouraged it and they love it this entire time. Kerr allows it. I mean, it's just so hypocritical of them to... Um, I think get mad at Draymond when he pushes the limits because they allow him to get to that point and they love him for it. But how can you be critical of the 99th player on the all-time assist leaderboard? <laughs> and that, and now he's super he's super bummed he got skipped over for the the Olympics. Um, and they said they announced that it was because of his actions that they had considered to not put him on the Olympic teams. They don't want other countries coming after him. They don't want to create a literal war because of Draymond. <laughs> uh, it's okay. We could always send Dennis Rodman over there to fix it. <laughs> the diplomat, you mean? Right. Uh, no, but but yeah. Draymond, Draymond did hit number 99 on the assist leaderboard uh, in that game. Wow. That's good. We're all very proud of him. You know what else that game? Uh, so LeBron and Clay, right? Tied. Are they still tied for three pointers made? Oh man, all time. This is an interesting. Uh, like now for the rest of their careers here, they're going to be battling it out for a slot on the all time three pointers made leaderboard. Yeah, LeBron's uh, gonna just keep playing until until Clay gives up, and then and Clay dies. <laughs> Clay is Clay's washed anyways. Oh, two ahead. He plays two ahead. Two ahead. Yep. Yep. Plays two ahead. Should since we're on the subject, should the Warriors just blow it up this year? Like, at what point do they have to? Like, they've kind of reached the end of the rope for for these two, right? Like, 
Draymond and Clay are kind of washed. Like, Steph, I think, makes them what they are a little bit. Like, they're not going to be that on another team, I don't think. Well, they, So, what do you do? I mean, they're, they're better off keeping Dre and Clay rather than Wiggins. That guy's got to go. <laughs> so Wiggins is pretty bad. How about Kaminga, huh? Playing great since the uh, since the world bullied Steve Kerr into playing in more minutes. Well, he, I mean, he's he's been asking for it. Yeah, he's real frustrated with with how little he's played. Yeah, which does not uh, bode well for the future. No, they have. I like. I, I think I said this before. They have. They really failed to properly bring up their young talent. Like they had opportunity. Um, they had the really the couple bad seasons because of the injuries where they could have um, put those draft picks to work. They could have, um, you know, whether you think Wiseman was a, is a flop or not, you they could have done something with him or they could have made a different pick. Uh, you know, Kaminga, they've failed to really bring him along. Um, the whole who else? Jordan Poole Moody? fiasco. Moody, Poole. Um. I mean, a lot of young guys, right? Like Gary Trent Jr. was there, right? He's gone. Yep. Uh, who's the other junior who was there and uh, gone and Gary then back Payton again? Jr.? Gary Payton. Payton Jr. Or is he Gary back? Gary Payton the second. That's true. He's the second now, right? Um, uh, he he's there still, right? I I think he I think he's back. I don't think they got rid of him again because they traded him. And then they tried to get him back but they, via trade, they but had, he failed his physical. <laughs> right. They had they had Scottie Pippen Jr. for a little bit there, right? Did they really? I don't remember. I can't. I feel like they did, also, but I can't say for certain. Peyton failed his physical, but he did go. He is on the team. Yeah, they still traded him. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to answer your question, I don't know if they... I don't know what we all think about if they should blow it up or not, but uh, can they? Do they have enough time? Curry's 35. He's what's driving the engine. He's what's driving the car. Yeah. He is the engine. There you go. I mean, you can drive the steam engine. And like, (laughs) like he's already up at a point where you don't expect people to continue to be good outside of like LeBron, right? Yeah, he's he's getting to that age. So how long do you think like can you tear it down and build around him already? Or does tearing it down mean getting rid of him? And if that's the case, that's never gonna happen, right? Yeah, that's true. So I think I think what you have to do is uh like you have to just figure out what you can get to like supplement Curry's decline, right? Until he's gone. Yeah. I think like it means focusing on people like Kaminga, right? Yeah, yeah. And you could probably, like Nate said, try to do something with Wiggins to try and like, hey, we're maybe not going to win this year. Let's see what we have or what we can get around the edges. But I yeah. mean, I mean, you still, you still try for the play-in, right? Because look at the Heat last year. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't think so. don't give up yet. So, so are you? We'll ask Jordan this question. Are you more of a Jerry Krause who says, all right, my team's getting a little old. They haven't failed us yet, the Bulls, but this year we're going to blow it up and start over again because the decline is coming and I want to be ahead of it. Or are you like the Warriors? Warriors, Do you say, hey, it's still going good. We're starting to see some decline, but let's just try to ride it out. It helps unify the team because the fans are happy. You're not ditching anybody and try to ride it out. But if you ride it out too long, well, now your Draymond and your Clay are kind of worthless. You can't trade. You can't bring in young stars around Curry. Kind of what's the mindset? Do you want to be super proactive or just kind of ride or die as long as possible and just kind of keep that legacy together? Yeah, so <laughs> so I think there's a middle ground, right? Uh-huh. So I, for, you see, bring up Kraus. For, the first thing to say about Kraus is shouldn't probably shouldn't boo his widow uh that that was a bad look uh understandably i think you boo kraus i that was a i i don't think you can justify 
the moves right after the title like that. No, um, no, and, and I'm not saying exactly about the bowl situation, but are you just thinking more like would you be trying to sell a little bit earlier, right before the decline, or would you just rather write it write it out and see what happens, and then the decline hits, your team's kind of sunk for the next couple of years? What do you think? Gotcha. I so I think you need to. I think there needs to be some uh, awareness on the player's part, and if there's if it's clear that there's no awareness from the player, then you've got to maybe get proactive. Because so like a guy like Dirk, Dirk could see his decline. Mm. Uh, he he recognized his role um, as he aged, and he took the step back. He took the salary cuts, uh, you know, he, he worked with the organization to be that Mavs legend and stay with the team until the end while still leaving room for them to go out and get Luca, uh, and, and make the different moves they could move the, to try to be good still around him. Um, you got a guy like, so I love, I love Kobe now, but into his decline, I think that he didn't have that awareness and didn't do things that kind of helped. Uh, I think that that contributed to the Lakers kind of being a crap show for, you know, however many years with, with uh, Clarkson and Nick Young and that whole kind of debacle with D'Lo um who else? Gosh, they had Randall. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think all of that kind of contributed to them. J- just the, 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 the way that Kobe never really embraced aging gracefully. It was it was never that was never his kind of goal. <laughs> well, those are those are different. Like, that's part of how the organization is run. Like that's true. The Lakers, you're gonna you're gonna have stars, and they're gonna act like stars. Um, the, that's true. The Mavs, you're they're a smaller market, so they they kind of have to play around with with how people feel, um, and and all that. So that's that's not quite a fair comparison. Fine. Nate, do, do you think Fine. the Spurs did it correct with? I think the, that they did the a pretty three, good job. Yeah, the big three getting old and then Kawhi taking over, and oh, Kawhi, the, the legacy down, down. the legacy stays intact because they never got rid of any players. Well, I, I think they did a pretty good job. I think Tony kind of thought that he had more gas than he had at the end um, when he went off. Uh, I mean, where, where did he go? Horn- the Hornets. Uh, he went to Charlotte. Yep. Yeah, and so I I don't know. I mean that I don't think that that quite has the same like marring effect as like um i don't know i can't think of another good example but there's a lot of situations where guys who get old they go off to try and prove they've still got something and they don't right um kind of, i mean i, kind, I don't kind know of maybe maybe like a like a chuck kind of like a chuck sure going to yeah. going to the rockets yeah yeah um I, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a there's a fine line between too proactive and missing your window to to get something back. And I think that the way that contracts are designed now make it even harder because um, you have to, you know, you have to pay guys and then you're paying guys, you know, five years out into when they're going to be, you know, 35 or whatever. I mean, that's what happened with the Westbrook contract, right? You got a guy who it's like, we're pretty sure he's going to start declining at the end of this contract. And then what are we going to do? But you have to pay him anyways. So um, I think that it gets a little dicey where based on how contracts are, are drawn up and how that whole system works, it gets kind of difficult to uh, walk that line. I do think that Clay does not have the awareness. Um, no, I don't think no. so either. And I mean, I mean, he didn't like when kd was there and kind of bumped him out and knocked him down a peg and that's kd coming in you know so i don't think with these younger guys i don't do not think clay realizes that he is getting older he is slower on defense now and i think he's just going to be kind of a problem because i don't think you can trade him now for very much 
Although yeah. some of the younger teams might like his his veteran expertise. Mm. You know, kind of like like uh, Danny Green on the on the uh, Grizzlies last year. Jingles this year. Yep. Uh, I have heard. So you know, we're up here in the Pacific Northwest. So we, I know people who were at school with Clay. Uh, at uh, at WSU, and I have heard that he was kind of like that. Like he thought very highly of himself. Um, big ego guy. So I mean, makes sense. I mean, he could play in the league a long time. If he accepted a role, maybe as, hey, I'm just a three-point shooter. I might not yeah. be a top three player on my team. But when I do get the ball, I'm shooting 45% from three. Um, I mean, that can go on. Ray Allen, you know, that sort of thing can go on for a long time yeah. on a team. A, a LeBron team would love that, right? Yeah, that's you can do a lot with a guy who can shoot whatever, 40 points with no dribbles or whatever. Nine dribbles? Is that the... Uh-huh. Yeah, something like that. Uh... It was forty points yeah. in a quarter, right, and then sixty points overall for the game. I Nate, I don't know. It was it was a dark, dark day. Terrible. That's all I remember. Hey, speaking of sixty points for a game, um, yes, big games, big scoring games. Real quick, so that game, the clay game, uh, Stephen and I watched that game together, and we were in my hometown with the and enemy. we were. We were at my friend's house, uh, my friend Jesse, who is uh, is a big Warriors fan. And it was a miserable time for us because we were surrounded by these Warriors fans. Clay was, it was going okay insane. For a it was fine. And then Clay went nuts and it was it was absolutely terrible. Uh, dark, dark day. Anyways, good segue, Chad. Sorry, I pulled this back, but good segue. Let's talk big games real quick. Um Luca and Embiid, huge 70-point games um, back-to-back. First Embiid did it, uh, then Luca did it. Uh, I guess, Chad, why don't you kind of take it away? Tell us, um, what do you think? Are we going to see, I mean, obviously scoring is a big deal in the NBA right now. Pace is crazy. Guys are putting up insane numbers. Are we going to see someone break Wilt's? 101 oh. record. Well, this is great because I just read the Ringer article about it today where they do all the math on it. Um, so obviously we know when, when Wilt broke the record, um, it was kind of a cheesy game, right? Towards the yes. end, his teammates were fouling to get the ball back. I think he shot something like 25 or 22 field goals in the fourth quarter alone, right? So he's trying to get that 100 points. And that, that can't happen in this current NBA. You're not going to make... Um, uh, the 100 points by just two-point field goals, and then a record-setting number of free, th- free throws made uh, for Wilt. Um, but with the three-point line and with players shooting at such high percentages right now, it starts to become possible. So the ringer did all the math for us, looked at who scores maybe, can, who can make 20 two-point field goals, and then who can make you know 15 three-point field goals, and who gets fouled a certain amount of times to narrow it down to three players, according to their math, that it could be could possibly um, be the person to score. You guys aren't going to like these three players, by the way. The three players he narrowed it down to were LeBron James, were Carl Anthony Towns, and Luca. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, Carl Anthony Towns. It's because uh, he could hit three pointers for a big man, so that's huge. Uh, LeBron, it's more because of the stats. Just LeBron has had all those stats. LeBron has had huge free throw games, huge two-point games, huge three-pointer games. So LeBron throughout his career has hit everything. And he narrows it down himself to the player most likely to break it that physically maybe could do it is Luka. Um, yeah. Now, uh, Take that, Nate. Now, the, the chance that Luka does it is very slim, especially because he passes the ball so much, right? Um but I think that that stat, that 100-point game, is not as unbreakable as it seems. It kind of comes down to, like, maybe once a year, someone will hit hit a certain amount, of, like, maybe a record number of free throws for that year. Or, and then set, someone will hit the most three-pointers three in the game that year. If those all coinc- coincide into one person on one game, 
it is physically possible to break that record. So players right now are scoring so efficiently these days. Um, you know, uh, who knows what's going to happen. Can I say something real quick about the Wilt 100-point game? Uh, uh, an interesting uh, kind of lost facet of that um, is that Wilt, you mentioned it, he shot uh, 28 out of 32 free throws, uh, league record. It was rare and, for him. And rare because he was a bad free throw shooter. However, that was his best free throw shooting season because it was the season that he shot his free throws granny style. Yeah, check with uh, Malcolm Gladwell on that. Exactly. He <laughs> shot them granny style for one season, but it was he didn't think it was cool enough, so he switched back. Uh, he was a career 51% free throw shooter. That year, he shot 61%. So, interesting fact. If, if Wilt didn't shoot his free throws granny style, no 100-point game. Another interesting fact, I once met a man, um, he was like a seven-footer, he was huge, and after I'm meeting him, I found out that he was on the opposing team in that game against Wilt. No way. Yep. I don't think he played very much. I think he was more of a bench guy, but uh, really nice guy, but he, uh, yeah, he was he was in that game forever. He was like an electrician on break, and so he was just hanging out at the gym. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't a janitor. I think, I mean, he was at least six ten. <laughs> so, I mean, he was a legitimate player for sure. <laughs> yeah, there's no six ten janitors. No, no, they don't exist. Uh, Nate, real, do, say uh, a real quick reaction to these high scoring games before we move on to the next. Well, you're uh, a little bit. You're leaving out part of the part of the story. Like sure, these guys are are scoring 70 points, but on those same nights other dudes scored in the 60s. Um and it had been what 40 something years since somebody had scored or two people had scored 60 plus points mm. in the same night. Mm-hmm. Um and it's happened twice in the last week. So it's it's just it kind of speaks to how the NBA is favoring um, offense over defense, and and it I don't think it's it's going to go well for the game, as part part of the draw of watching basketball or watching sports is struggle, and if guys aren't struggling to score points, then what is the purpose of watching a sporting event? So that's what I have to say. Nate has to say I I think a lot of people would agree with you um obviously the old heads don't like scoring they want to see more defense uh I'm on the fence I like it when guys score a bunch of buckets but um so I didn't like so I didn't I didn't watch those two games so I don't I don't know how they scored well I Uh, I I definitely watched the Embiid 70 point game. Yes, you did. Oh, that's right. I saw, I did watch part of that Embiid game. He definitely could have gotten more points. They could have just handed it to him underneath the basket every single time down. There was, there's no answer for that guy under the basket unless you have somebody uh, roughly the same size, like a, like a Jokic or, um, you know, an AD to, to kind of bully him around. But, you know, he was scoring against, Dominic Barlow and Victor Wembanyama, the couple of twigs. So, <laughs> uh, so the main thing I was wondering is, so, and I looked it up. So Embiid shot twenty three free throws, twenty one to twenty three. Um, I'm trying to look up the Dallas game. Um, that was what night? Did he do that against the? It was, was it against the Kings or the Suns. The Suns, because they they no, that was the game they lost. So it was the it was the Hawks game. Yeah, it was the Hawks game. So so Luca in the Hawks game when he scored seventy three, he was only fifteen of sixteen for free throws. So that's the main thing that I think people get like amped up about is if if there's a lot of free throws um i think people get upset about that kind of thing obviously like when harden was shooting a bajillion free throws every every game that was one of the big things people got upset about 
Um, these these two scoring performances, I don't think you can criticize it for for that. Like I I mean, it's just dudes who could go get a bucket. Like it I I mean, I watched some of the Embiid game. It was crazy to watch. Um, if you look at the Carl Anthony Towns game, he only had 14 free throw attempts and made 10 of his 62 points. Yeah. It's because yeah. it's because he shot 60% from from the field and 66% from three hitting 10 three-pointers. I mean, yeah, and they lost I mean, that some game. Ways that's, yeah, they did and then they lost game. <laughs> They did lose that game. <laughs> but that's but like that's that's a, that's, that's, like, a, that's a whole other thing. But. That's crazy offense right there. All right. Let's move along. I I the scoring is exciting. It's interesting. Um I do wonder if we're going to see more and more games like this, but uh I don't know. I don't think it hurts the league, but uh I think it's worth monitoring like Nate was talking about. Um trade deadline. It's coming up. It is uh is it the 8th? No, 9th. It's you know it's next week. It's the end of next it's week. The, I'm pretty so, sure it's the eighth because it's, uh, yeah. it's a Thursday. It's Thursday, I think. Thursday, yeah. Thursday the eighth. Um, so next week is the trade deadline. We we're going to talk a little bit about trades, potential trades, what you want to see for trades. Um, but we're running out of time for tonight, so we're just going to kind of skip that. But I will pose the question Try to young you, Spurs. <laughs> to you, dear <laughs> listener. I guess we can do it if it's that fast. Um, <laughs> we'll just pose it to you dear our dear listeners uh what's what's a trade that you want to see happen before the deadline it can be realistic it can be insane doesn't matter um tell us what trades you want to see um and we might talk about it in our podcast next week because it's our listener episode so remember send us that stuff so we can talk about it nope don't send us your stuff send it to us live on air so we can talk about it no 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 (laughs) <laughs> send it all to nate no face, fa- facetime nate with Here, your stuff l- let me say no. let me give you nate's phone number right now <laughs> let's send shout all... it out right now <laughs> <laughs> uh all right let's let's wrap up with talking about our picks as we always do so yeah, last week was an interesting week of picks uh i was going through i was adding up our scores and uh from like <laughs> till like the fifth pick or so we all had only like one or two correct it was horrible um so kind of a rough week um and i thought briefly that we were going to catch steven we we seemed <laughs> like we were all going to catch steven and then um we, we didn't so i steven mean I leads with i'm still gaining ground you are catching up a little bit yes steven leads with 48 still i am at 46 now Chad is at 45 and Nate is at 44. What, so what, once baby? again, we're all right there, right I in think, there. I think this is the um, first time you passed me now for second. Is it ever since no, week I, one? No, I think I had it a couple I think, weeks I thought ago. We were, I thought we were tied. You, I thought we were tied. You tied. Oh, maybe, yeah, we were I don't tied. think we you tied. actually passed him. Nope. Look, I'm going to we just were... win the inaugural non-existent prize. <clears throat> we'll make a prize. Don't worry. Winner has to buy everybody else dinner. Oh, yeah. Winner has to sing a song live on pod. (laughs) Donald's baby. Hey, hey, listeners, send us your ideas for for prizes. Hey, that's a good idea. And also, it's going to be twisted. I know some of you people out there and you're sickos. Um, Okay, one thing to note about our picks last week. We had an Embiid versus Jokic rebounds pick, and Embiid ducked Jokic. He did it again. He played him once, and then he ducked him. So the people who chose Jokic won? That's correct, yes. (laughs) So congratulations to me, and I don't remember who else, but I I was one of them. It was certainly Uh, me. Uh, I do want to point out that's very bad for Embiid, because he's getting close to the um, eligibility for MVP race. He's gonna yep. Five he's, five he's more games after, close. after he, he missed tonight. If he gets a little injury, yep. twists an ankle and just out for a couple weeks, it's over. Should we talk about the fact that he's uh sitting out right now and the Sixers are losing to the Blazers? We should Let's go Blazers. Uh that's not as big a news as OKC losing to Detroit. 
Okay. So, by 30. Okay, Nate. Let's do our predictions, okay? <laughs> January 31st. January 31st. It's a Wednesday. And uh, our first pickup, we got Nuggets of Thunder. It's the third Nuggets Thunder matchup, yes? I think so. Thunder won the first two in Denver. Mm. No. No. Split. This is the fourth because they lost the first one of the season. Oh, okay. Well, they're two and one against the Nugs. Um, I think they split games in Denver and then they won the the one at home. And now there's their fourth game. It's at home. Nuggets at Thunder. Steven, what are you doing? Oh, you man, picking? I have to take the Thunder because I just really want them to stop losing. Yeah. It's yeah, only been two games, I guess, but still. Yeah. Nate? I I will also take the Thunder. Wow. Chat. Come on, I'll go I'll go with the Nuggets then. We said it. We've been saying it. We keep saying it. Can't pick against Jokic. I love the Thunder dearly. But J dub maybe twisted his ankle tonight. I'm going with the Nuggets. Next man up. Next man There's up. There's another J dub. Uh, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> He's just as good. <laughs> Uh, same night, we've got Kings at Heat. The Kings at the Heat. Nate, resident Heat fan. Oh boy, the Heat have been uh, have been on doing something that isn't right. <laughs> uh, so I am I'm going to take the Kings, <laughs> even though even though they they traded for Rozier, that's a uh, that's a good step in the right direction. But going Kings. Rozier has been pretty bad in the. The heat he red. Just, he just has to acclimate. Okay. Chet? I will also go with the Kings. Uh, I mean, they... Steven? Oh. No, make, <laughs> your enough, pitch, make your picks first before I say what I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking the Kings too. Uh, I don't think that Rozier is a great fit on that Heat team. Do we think that he has that Heat? dog it, it doesn't seem like it i mean he did when he was a celtic and then and then they shipped him to the hornets where he he forgot how to play basketball so they broke his will jimmy they broke his will jimmy just needs to haze him a little bit more to it's a classic break him. celtics move to trade away a good guard and make him into trash <laughs> <clears throat> um i will pick the kings also because of what chad was about to say yeah they're on a seven game lose streak yeah, the Heat. The Kings? The Heat. The oh, the Heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Kings. Hey, you want to switch to the Heat? <laughs> I do not. Uh, the same night. Here's a real barn burner. It's Pelicans at Rockets. Uh, the surging Rockets, if I may, who are uh, just sitting one slot out of the play-in. And they have lost seven of their last ten. Surging. <laughs> <laughs> but they're at home. Against the Pelicans. Pelicans have lost three in a row, so. There you go. What do you got, Chad? Um, you know, you know, I'll go with a surprise Rockets pick. Hmm. They are a lot better you know who at loves home. the Rockets? They are a lot better at home than they are away. That's true. Nate? Yeah, I'm going home team this, this game. Rockets. Boy, Steven? Oh man, I'm taking the Pelicans. Their three losses in a row were the Thunder, Bucks, Celtics. So uh, I think they're I think they're gonna win. Well, now you've put me in a spot, haven't you? <clears throat> I think that I have to pick the Pelicans because if Stevens right, it's not good <laughs> for the rest of us. So I'm I'm I'll I'll do the Pelicans. Uh, February first, that would be Thursday. Um, we've got 76ers at the Jazz. 76ers in Utah. Um, and we don't know. Is Embiid playing? We don't know. Is he gonna duck marking in? We don't we don't know. No <laughs> way of knowing. Uh so Sixers, Jazz, Steven. Um oh boy, I'm gonna take the Jazz and hope that Embiid doesn't play. You know what? I too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, maybe I'm taking the, the maybe, Sixers. Okay, he's gonna be back. He'll be back. Yeah. Uh, Nate, I, I am. I'm believing Embiid will be back. 
because he wants that MVP. That I that's the only thing I can trust. Uh, so Sixers, the only thing I truly know with all my heart. Wait, that Embiid wants wait, that MVP. Did Nate just say he trusts Embiid? I think he said the exact opposite twelve times this this podcast year. He trusts the prod. He trusts trust the pod. He trusts the process. <laughs> Uh, I, I trust. I trust in his desire for hardware. Uh, you know, oh boy. You know, I guess this is a chance for Stephen to continue to pull away from us because I will also go with the 76ers. Oh, what have you done, oh boy? <clears throat> okay, on the third, that would be Saturday. The Lakers at the Knicks. You go first, Jordan. Uh, Chad, you, what, what, what do you got, Me Jordan? Go first. Yeah, you go first, Jordan. You go first. Oh, Lakers at Knicks. Lakers at Knicks. I should have maybe thought about this before I wrote it down. I'm taking the Knicks. There it is. Mm. I'm a Knicks guy now. Uh, Chad? Yep, I'm also going with the Knicks. They're playing great right now. Steven? Yeah, man. The Knicks. I think the Knicks are are legitimately interesting at this point. Yeah. Nate? Go with Knicks. Brunson's going to be... Trying to prove himself after the All-Star Full of rage. Hey, here's a quick question about the Knicks. Do we think they could mess around and get the one seed? Ooh. No. no. Not from the <laughs> Celtics. Do we think they could mess around and get the two seed? Yeah, yes. definitely. Because the Bucks could mess around and lose it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They got Doc Rivers. Perennial choke Sixers, artist. As we Her- just talked about, you never know what's going to happen with Embiid. He could miss three games here or two games or whatever on that. And they could fall just from that. They could drop from the three to the four or the four to the five or whatever. Do you, do you, yeah, do, for sure. do you guys remember when the Magic were the top three in the East? <laughs> I sure do. Oh, those are good times. What a time to be alive. We've been doing this podcast long enough to remember when the Orlando Magic were top three team in the East. <laughs> uh, okay. Post Dwight Howard. Got... <laughs> did everyone pick that one? Nate, did you pick? Uh, yeah, we all picked the Knicks. Picked the we Knicks. all picked the Knicks. We all picked the Knicks. Okay, same night. Warriors at Lake. Uh, no, Warriors at Hawks. Oh, boy. Warriors at Hawks. They're splitting the Lakers. <laughs> Two teams playing, playing on the same night. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, Steven, you you pick first. Oh, I'm picking the Warriors. Do we do we think that maybe the Hawks will be a different team by the time this game rolls oh, around? Possible. Will Dejounte Murray be in LA? If that's the case, all the more reason to pick the Warriors. <laughs> Warriors, okay. Chad, uh, you know, I think I I picked on Warriors fans a little too much today already, so um, <laughs> I think I'll have to go with the Warriors on this to appease them. We just have to hope right. that uh, Draymond doesn't just, you know, punch Trey or something. Kill someone. Kill someone at the start of the game. He'd probably get ejected. Probably. Nate? Um, I don't think DeJounte is shipping this week. I'm going Hawks. Ooh. All right. Ooh. This is a hard to pick because the teams as is, I think, are pretty evenly matched. Um, because neither of them, neither of them really play defense, and both of them just try to score more points than you. Uh, but I think that the Hawks have worse defense than the Warriors do, so I'm going to take the Warriors. Um, final pick of the week. This is a fun one. January 30th through this February 4th, though this week, the the week of basketball games, will the Pistons? Win a single basketball game this week. It's good so, thing we're doing this week. So let me give week. you some con. I know, right? Let me give you some context. Uh, the Pistons will play in that time. Cleveland, the surging Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, and then they'll have a night off before they play the L.A. Clippers, and then they'll have a night off before they play the Orlando Magic. The floundering Orlando Magic. Um, so, yeah. Will they win just one of those games? Steven, what do you think? No way. 
They did their winning no this week and way. they're done. Nate? Nope. Chad? I mean, if they beat the Thunder, right? Could they could they beat the Magic? <laughs> okay. Um, nope, uh, they can't. Um, uh, you know what? I'm going to go on, out on a limb here and pick the Pistons to win a game. Oh, man. So you're stealing my thunder a little bit because I am also going yeah. to say... <laughs> you stole your thunder? Oh, the Pistons <laughs> did. <laughs> I walked right into it. <laughs> oh, man. I set myself up. So this is the classic... Uh, hey, in post, insert the uh, DJ Khaled. You played yourself. Um, and then we'll move on. Hey, the Orlando Pistons have won three, three games in like two weeks or whatever, so... I know that's their quota for the season. Basically, Speaking of but... surging, <laughs> I think they're surging a little bit. They they look good, and so I'm gonna say that they're gonna beat uh, the Orlando Magic. I'm I'm gonna go with that. This is the chance for Nate to catch up to Jordan and I right here. This is terrible. This is a disastrous potential in this week. But yeah, that's the picks. So that means the podcast is over. Um, what closing in closing, we're doing a listener episode next week. I don't know if you heard, uh, but if you'd like to send us any hot takes, questions, QBs, uh, random thoughts, uh, Nick Cage trivia, feel free to send us those things. Um, if you don't remember where to send it to, rewind this to the start of the episode and listen to, uh, you know, what we said then. Because uh, we told you where to send or it there. Or light a fire in your backyard. I will tell and you. We'll, we'll see, will it. see it. Yeah. But that's it for now. Talk to you all next week. Peace. What, what baby? Bye. I just forgot to say hi, Gene. Huh. Bye, Gene. Oh, no. <laughs>